hello everybody welcome to the sheffield gaming podcast the show that is designed to bring together all those who play work live and love games in this lovely city of ours or at least inside our homes for now inside this lovely city of ours uh, every show is designed to let you know all that's going on in games and in Sheffield and most importantly in games and Sheffield at the same time. Uh, my name is Connor Clark and today I'm joined by Jade Knox, the Knox Bear. <laughs> Did you say anything else? <laughs> well, I don't know, I just thought, uh, maybe, maybe, I don't know, I thought you might be like, hi! <laughs> um, <laughs> and I'm also joined by Matt Turner from the uh, Treehouse Board Game Cafe. Yo, you go. Why are you both leaving me hanging here? Oh man, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna. I'm gonna have to edit all these silent bits out. <laughs> I just. I just. When. When you. When you said what your expectation was of Jade, I thought I'd just try and try and play along. <laughs> Fair enough. How are we doing, both? Oh, Jade. I actually. I genuinely can't hear you now. I swear you just kind of. Have a lot of. Oh, we're back now. I heard you again then. No, I've lost all. I don't, all... I've I don't lo- know whether I'm supposed to keep talking or not. Oh, I was, how are you doing? I'm not sure if your audio was working. Sometimes it seems like it's cutting out a little bit. Right, okay. Um. Yeah, I'm knackered. What about you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess. Always. Um, forever knackered at the moment. Um, Matt, how are you feeling? Yeah, weird. Strange. Mm-hmm. I feel like I've been hit with a cosmic ray and now my brain doesn't work. Um, yeah. I'm going to blame the enormous moon that's outside because um, everyone in this house is feeling exactly, well, it's feeling similar, at least, um, to me, uh, which is to say no one's brain's working. We're sort of like pacing back and forth and, and we can't seem to get anything done. Um, that... I'm I'm going to blame it on the moon. If you go outside, if you if you're in Sheffield or indeed in the local area or in the area of Sheffield, and you uh, have clear, similar clear skies, I would recommend going outside or looking out your window. The moon's enormous. Uh, I would say that it has hit my eye like a big pizza pie, <laughs> um, which means I can only conclude that it's amore. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, I'm not even like a superstitious person, but yeah, maybe like you can't you can't uh, deny that it's a weird feeling. We're all going to turn mm-hmm. into werewolves in just a few hours' time. Like that's that's inevitable. So, I think fair point. The moon. Blame the moon. Uh, that's what I have been doing for the past, um, you know, twenty three years of my life. I may as well <laughs> continue. <laughs> Ace, well, how is so? We're all tired now. We're all feeling weird now. But there hasn't been a full moon uh, this past week. So how's how's everyone's past week been? Or Jade, obviously, we we, we kind of um, we uh, didn't catch up last week. So how, how how have you been the last couple of weeks? Um, yeah, I wasn't really well. So I've spent a lot of time just trying to recuperate. Um, mm. and it's been quite stressful. Um, the new job situation and trying to like transition my brain from so. I know that being furloughed or not being in the workplace is not the same as having time off, mm-hmm. but there's been like no pause for me since the, this whole thing started. So mm-hmm. not everything still feels very much like continuously going. In fact, if anything, I've got more busy. Like I think mm-hmm. you've said at times, Connie, you've had more bits sort of cropping up than you would do normally. Um, and it's just trying to get like your head in the game when you feel like it's all work and no play. Mm-hmm. So it's just been a sort of a matter of spending a fortnight trying to 
gather my thoughts back together and trying to set set myself thinking more positively for what how how good the future is going to be mm-hmm. uh, and just riding this last kind of shitty wave out i like that i like that yeah uh, someone put it to me this week that um or i saw someone writing i don't know where they wrote it down on probably twitter or something but they said we're not working from home anymore we're living at work at least you know to a certain extent Bang on. um so yeah it's that it can sometimes feel like that um that you just can't escape from it um mm. so yeah i've definitely kind of had a similar kind of discord discontent i suppose over the past over the past week but yeah the final shitty wave we're coming out of it now it is the final shitty wave isn't it as long as we all do it right so there is hope there there is light at the end of the tunnel at least uh, a slight bit how are you feeling Matt? Are you, are you see are you seeing the light at the end of the tunnel and i mean that in a totally optimistic way not in a are you you're in a coma yeah. or something <laughs> <laughs> i mean um but yeah uh it's, like yes yes but it's feeling further away than i want it to right like yeah. for, like you guys are um like like clearly doing more than I am. Um, I am furloughed, which means that, you know, other than my own projects and stuff, I'm not doing the work I normally would. Mm-hmm. And I'm just in, in, I'm settled in and have been for the past few months where I am just really missing it. I just, mm-hmm. it, it is, it is tremendously depressing not to have that purpose, that re- that schedule, and also that contact and that fulfillment of, um, regularly being someone to uh, something to someone, right? Mm-hmm. So even if it's just being that part of the conversation where someone hands me money and I put it in a, in a till and I give them a service, like that is uh, that puts me that makes me real, right? That mm-hmm. makes me a real person. Whereas <laughs> I feel like I'm, I often feel like I'm kind of wasting away. Um, even if I'm doing stuff to improve myself or improve my position, or if I'm just uh, exploring creative uh, endeavors or whatever. I do if I'm not doing it like if I'm not producing if I'm not kind of like uh, being something in the community then then it feels like the, it, it's intangible and it's it's not really there mm-hmm. um, and so yeah uh, the sort of times when I'm going to be able to go back to work it's feeling too far away for me I'm 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 sort of at the point where I'm like oh I want to be I wanted to be at this finish line now I wanted to when we started hearing about vaccines it was like okay well that's we're really getting going now you know mm-hmm. we're starting to pick up speed and it's we're going to be seeing people and we're going to be hanging out and it's going to be great um yeah um it's I there is light at the end of the tunnel to, to end yeah. that weird land, uh, rant on a positive note there is light at the end of the tunnel and it is a um, at least semi-solid milestone, right? Yeah. That is um, that is we can we can sort of nearly hang our hat on. It's a little bit out of reach, but um, yeah, it's going to uh, take a bit longer. But I think the hope is that that you know at least I my my hope is that yes, it might take a bit longer, but we're going to do it right, right, and we're going to come out of this in the right way. So it's not we're not going straight back into lockdown number four, you know. Um, at least then once we're out we're out and we can kind of get on and move on and put this weird weird saga behind us um one thing that kind of struck me uh today is obviously the 26th of november uh, 26th of february um as we're recording this and this is actually over a year since we first got together which was the second sheffield game podcast that you joined us on jake um if you remember so it's just been i've been over a year of us kind of kind of doing this and 
Oh, you know. I'm alive. Where's it going? <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, um, oh. But what I will say, Matt, is Matt, you, you mentioned, you know, not feeling kind of real because, you know, you've not been able to kind of, you know, produce, I guess, or kind of work in that way. And, you know, you've, that's, I want to, I want to tell you now that that's not true in any way, man. You've been really, really beneficial to me um, over this past year. And, you know, and I'm, I'm sure Jade feels the same way as well. Like, even if you've not been, doing working which is what you kind of you know you, we people have where identities around our work right you've been jumping on this podcast kind of with me for 37 different times um and i really really appreciate that so thank you well thank you thank you uh like i've i've enjoyed every single moment of every um interact and every interaction with both you guys and this incredible community that sort of that has come together mm. um, uh i want to like i've got to thank especially jade for bringing like so many people into my life in particular like you know uh you know just having like dom for instance uh is the first person that came <laughs> came to mind it's people i know and people i i have such just constant positive interactions with um uh like and there are there are a number of a number of other people that i just feel like i am um far more i feel ready to um be a part of a community when 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 this all is um all, all is said and done i feel like i th that is a um something that will not have been wasted it, it's easy to feel like this year's um uh can, has been has been a gap right in everyone's mm. psyche um but uh that's obviously not true because certain things have changed, but we've made we've made connect connections and like, um, you know, those of us who or those of you who've had like uh, situation changes. I've moved house. Uh, mm -hmm. Like Connor, you've moved house. Jade, you're moving job. Like these are things that are real and have progressed. And even if you have been suffering um, a, a a chronic lack of social um, kind of interaction, though we've actually we may well have created more bonds than than we lost mm. over this over this time um i don't know that's thing, something to think about isn't it that For was sure. lovely that Murat. Hmm. <laughs> thank you i guess <laughs> oh i love this this is a throwback to the uh the the, the the golden period of of the tens of the sheffield gaming podcast when we just got real about <laughs> our feelings um in that early lockdown period um love it um <laughs> Uh, going throw it back to the glory days as well. Has anybody been playing anything good this past week? Anything they'd like to talk about games wise? Anything that's been keeping them uh, afloat um, or something like that? I know uh, Jade. I kind of haven't seen that you've been um, playing a bit of Valheim. Cheeky little three-hour shift here and there. Cheeky. Little... <laughs> Matt was speaking last week about how it's got. It's just got this magic to it, right? You can't really explain what it does particularly differently but it is magic that just steals hours from you is that something similar yeah it's it's incredible like um although i will say now i'm at a point where some of the magic is lost um if if i sort of said mining iron ore 21 they'll kind of get what i mean it's it's the worst um but up until that stage <laughs> it kind of like it gives you so much reward back that you want to continue playing but not enough that you've that you really feel satisfied so you're like oh now i've got a bunch of this stuff i can i can make something new and then you'll make the new thing and it'll go hey look you you've learned how to do this what about this other thing you could potentially build but you have to get the stuff for it first 
but now you know the stuff exists so you can go and find it and you're like oh well we also do kind of want the thing so you'll spend another two hours trying to get the gear for it and then die and lose it all yeah yeah that's, there, there have been times when i've been like exploring exploring over the ocean and and um, I feel great, you know, zooping around in a little boat, and then I die as soon as I hit the land uh, because there's just monsters hiding in the woods. And then it's another half an hour sail naked um, in the rain um, to You're try cold. and get my stuff back. Yeah, <laughs> cold, and then your stamina's coming back. There are there are some real points of uh, sticking points of like um, frustration in that game for sure. We have experienced some. Um, just last night we had, I think there were six of us on our server and, um, that game, it's very early access is not good for large player counts. Oh, really? No, the more people in an area and the more you have deformed the terrain and the more, the more objects you have and the more enemies you have, um, it starts to really tank the way the game works and, and we start teleporting around, and the worst part, and you you'll know about this if you if you played it, is if you've made a boat in that game, um, they are quite quite heavy investments of your top resource at the time, right? Mm. They they they're pretty they're pretty heavy invest like I guess financial, but you know what it was, uh, resource investments to make a boat to make the best boat you can, and. Um, what happened was we started making boats to get us a bunch of us out there on the sea and sort of like, yeah, it's going to be a great time. We're going to do a proper Viking raiding party. And um, the server that we were on started not quite match- matching up to where the water level was because the water kind of bobs up and down and moves the boat up and down. So the boat would appear, you know, about three feet above the water level or the water would come up above the top of the boat. And in either case, the movement relative to the boat would smash the boat and deal damage to it. So so it would like slowly as we're we're sailing along, just crash, 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 we're taking damage. And um, that's a a real quick ticket to uh, drowning and um, not being able to do anything for hours and hours and hours on end while someone comes, uh, while you tread water trying not to lose stamina and one person goes and makes another boat to try and get out to you. So, That's awful. That's so um, bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's um, it's an early access game, and it shows. Um, it is still magical. I think there is still a. I'm 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 one of these people who, if something has captured enough enough people's imagination, um, and it is something where you can work together in a community, I am a hundred percent there. Like, um, so being there with all all these people on the server, I'm on uh, it's mainly people from work um uh in uh it, it i'm i'm happy to um you know be the guy who farms up carrots to make soup for everyone when we go for a uh <laughs> for a journey um uh you in know and then oh, i love it rowan my colleague has made nanny noggins mead shop um <laughs> and it is making all different kinds of of mead so we can resist poison when we go to the swamp and stuff and and so he's dealing with all that and provides it for us whenever we whenever we start going and it's great that's great right like that's that's super fun um it's just frustrating when we're all ready to go we're all fired up to go and kill that next boss and then 
Oh no, the boat sank. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how many players did you say you say you were playing with then? How many can you fit fit on a server at any one time? So the maximum is ten. Okay. Um, uh, that's the game mandated maximum, but oh. I wouldn't I wouldn't suggest any more than four currently. Yeah. Like it starts to really chunk after five or six. I mean, it's, it's it's got a little bit to go. Oh, Tom Tom Batty is here in the chat. He says, "Hello, folks. It's me, a late person. Good evening, Tom. Nice to see you. Hope you're having a, a lovely Friday and you've not been weirded out by the full moon, which is what we think's um, happening happening to us all here." Um, it's not depression. It's the moon. Yep, yep. It's not <laughs> nothing to do with with lockdown. It's just pure, yeah, pure. Blame um, the big rock in the sky. <laughs> So magic might kind of be dropping then, but is it something we're still you're still going to carry on playing? I mean, I, I've I've not played it still. Um, I've been playing. I've got sucked into back into an MMO, which means that all my time just disappears. Any kind of free time I might have. Um, but does Valheim have like an ending? Is there like a, a an, an ender dragon like you would have in Minecraft or you know something like that that you can go and finish, or is it just a you just do it forever? Um, what do you think, Matt? Because I've spoke to some people who have finished who have finished it, who say you do your five bosses and you know you've pretty much done the job then, but you can sort of hang out on there if you want to for your own purposes. I don't know what you've heard. I so it, this is one of these weird things where like I have um, only been spoiled lightly for the the future, right? I've, I've on purpose tried to keep my own. My own brain in the Bronze Age or the Iron Age or whatever the, ma the maximum technology that I have, so that I am I am surprised that when that pop up says you've got a new recipe and I'm like, what? You can do this? Yeah. Um, that's it's it's that's part of the serotonin kick you get, right? When, I, I like that as well. I don't like look researching something to death before I play it because then mm -hmm. I know what's going to happen. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. You it, it, you're just robbing yourself of serotonin. Um, <laughs> you're, you're robbing your future self of that of that beautiful beautiful uh, kick of serotonin. Um, so I haven't done loads of research, but yes, at the start of the game, you get dropped in a circle of stones. Each one of those stones relates to a boss mm -hmm. on the server on on the map. The map is enormous. You can travel for hours and hours and hours in any given direction and never. Um, achieve anything. Uh, <laughs> ne ne never achieve anything indeed or just die straight away um but um you can sail off the edge of the world as far as i as i understand it there's an actual edge um, so it's a flat world <laughs> yeah what <laughs> that's a political <laughs> statement oh, there it. by the developers <laughs> uh they, that's that's only hearsay that literally i uh, haven't experienced that i don't okay. know that for sure um, but that's what I've been told. And I mean, it, it's weird because you, you look up and there's like, there's a Yggdrasil, right? There's the world tree. Um, uh, this, this beautiful green tree with all its branches. It would it'd be hard to imagine an infinite world like that, right? Mm -hmm. That like, you just keep going and there's always, the branches just go forever. And this is like a um, rainbow. Like rainbows are technically infinite, right? You'll never meet, reach the end of a rainbow. Yeah. Big circle, big circular tree. Um, anyway, yeah. <laughs> Rainbows in like two words. Big circle. <laughs> big circle, isn't it? Big light circle. Don't know why everyone's, everyone's uh, interested in. This moon is messing us right up, I tell you. Like this. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, I'm like Kermit the Frog, me. I don't believe anymore. 
Awesome, awesome. Okay, uh, other kind of um, things that I kind of wanted to to chat about this week. Oh, you know what? Actually, I have to kind of pause the podcast as we do every week now um, to give a quick and very, very important Met Boy update. Or no, I like it. Um, or rather, a Super Met Boy update because Super Met Boy, which we've spoken about quite a bit, is this switch port of. Are, uh, at least my favourite mobile game um, is not only been announced but is actually available to pre-order on the Switch store now. So, just saying, if uh, anybody wants to go and pre-order it, I, I, I already have. I was probably the first person in Europe to do so. Um, but uh, it's that ten percent discount, right? Uh, four-player co-op. So, if anybody wants to play, you know, if I can get one four-player team from Europe, oh, Doom has also pre-ordered it. So we've got two pre-orders in Europe. I'm telling you, it's going to take off. It's going to be the next big thing. Um, like, how many copies I mean, did Valheim sell in nine. the end? Was it like three and a half million? Oh yeah, I think it may be four at this point. Four million. Let me let me check. So, uh, four million, yeah, four million copies. Well, let's uh, let's see if we can beat that team. <laughs> how many people live in she- <laughs> How many people live in Sheffield? Like. <laughs> If we get the entirety <laughs> of Sheffield to buy a copy, yeah. maybe we've got a chance. Get your, get your grand to buy a Switch and then also buy <laughs> Met Boy, Super Met Boy. Yeah, that would be amazing. It looks oh, good. What I really like is that the, uh, the, the, the publisher's Twitter account is tweeting, like, you know, just like content about Metboy. And they're tweeting, they tweeted out like character profiles of all the fancy characters in Metboy. And it has like, oh, these are your likes, these are your dislikes of the characters. This is what Metboy likes. This is what the evil Met Knight likes. This is what Met Bomber likes. I don't know why Metboy's best friend is a bomb, but whatever. Maybe it's a Bomberman reference, I'm not sure. Um, but like the main character, Super uh, Met Boy, his likes are peanut cola. And I was like, what on earth is peanut cola? So I Googled it and apparently it's a thing that they do in the south of the US in like Alabama and stuff <laughs> where they just get a pack of salted peanuts and just pour it into a bottle of Coca-Cola and then like give it a shake and then eat the Coke flavored peanuts. It's a thing. I mean, I'll try anything once, <laughs> um, and 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 it might well be once in this case. But um, I'm I'm willing to try it. You know, uh, Sonic introduced me to chili dogs, so why the hell not? Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, who who would have? I mean, that would that would that would clearly work there, right? Sausage and chili, but yeah, I, I don't know about peanut and cola. But <laughs> let's try it. Maybe we'll have it in. Um, you actually, uh, Mike from Extra Life has already said that maybe this is something he'll try at the cafe. So. Um, hey. He's unwell. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Super Met Boy. Uh, it will come. It comes out next Thursday. So um, yeah, I think I'm going to spend probably all day Friday just speeding through the adventure mode on Super Met Boy, and hopefully you, you will join me. Um, so there we go. So that's that. Oh, what was I going to talk about anyway? Oh, so uh, what I was going to talk about this past week has been a a week about a week about gaming marketing and gaming hype actually at least from what i've from from what i've seen um there have been three separate directs um this week which are basically just marketing kind of show reels of what's going to happen in games this year um first of all we had the nintendo direct then you had the playstation direct and then you had the pokemon specific one which was just like three hours ago or it was 3 p.m today so about four and a half hours ago um 
And also, one kind of big kind of marketing thing that was hyped up was actually not a video game, but a board game. And it was the, th this past week saw the announcement of the Stardew Valley board game, um, which was created by the person that made Stardew Valley and just like one other game designer. And they not only announced it, but they released it all on the same day and then said, oh, but actually we're only going to release it in the US, which is just absolutely killer. You can't even import it if you wanted to, not even, not with these Brexit taxes. Um, right. Um, but so that's pretty, that's pretty grim. I did uh, send a tweet out from the uh, National Video Games Twitter, just asking, nudging Treehouse Board Game Cafe to see if they could <laughs> acquire a copy. Um, and they very respectfully replied saying, we'll try. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's it's it? tough. It really is difficult. Like, unless you can get someone big like Asmodee or, or, or various like uh, larger distributors to, to buy in and it looks like it's sold out on the US store anyway, mm -hmm. um, uh, then, you know, there's, there's, there's good odds. Let me tell, tell you, there's good odds that they do a second run and mm -hmm. it comes out in a lot uh, further afield. Um, the, I have been looking at it and it, it does look pretty special. Yeah, they did a video trailer for it um, when they just kind of just went through all the pieces. It looked complicated. Yes, I mean, yes and no. It Like, this is no more complicated than um, what I guess I would expect from a substantial board game. Mm -hmm. um, I think uh, all board games are complicated before you know the rules and before you've mm -hmm. played it or before you've kind of uh, on onboarded um, a lot of the information um the yes it's 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 unlikely to be a roll and move sort of or a or a sort of something that we already we you come pre-equipped with the tools to play right mm -hmm. um i think that's that's a, 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 as red it, it it looks to me like it's clear that uh i've forgotten is it eric 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 barone mm -hmm. um has uh, who made the stardew valley like video game um, is uh, clearly very into this product, very invested in this product. This is not a side project. This isn't a board game with a uh, that is just sort of something else reskinned because they wanted to put the Stardew Valley name on it, as can often happen with with uh, board games and video games. Um, you can, I mean, hell, Monopoly's been doing it for years, right? But that you get this kind of weird sliding scale where it's like, well. You know the uh, the XCOM board game is good, but it's not a perfect recreation of XCOM, right? Mm -hmm. It is. Uh, it, it's kind of um, uh, maybe it would have been better if they'd have just gone run with the idea outside of the XCOM name, but we don't. We all, we'll never know, right? Um, mm -hmm. It's still a fun game. Mm -hmm. um, the uh, yeah, the Stardew Valley uh, game though, it looks like something I would absolutely love. It looks um, like it, you know. Obviously, the art style, the uh, the vibe, um, the kind of it's a four, it's a four up to four player cooperative game. Mm -hmm. um, but not only that, it is a uh, a cross between what we'll, we call in the um, a kind of the, the hobby uh, a worker placement game in the biz. Yes, um, we kill a, a worker placement game where you okay. go to le various locations and perform the function of that location. So, for instance, you might go to the lake to do a fish. 
you might go to the mine to get some rocks or, or, or dig something up. You might, you know, that sort of thing. And then you've got a limited number of those workers or actions to to perform that action. Um, it also looks like there's there are kind of like little town building elements where you could add things and add add capabilities to it. Um, it gives me a pandemic vibe, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you've played Pandemic, you'll know that there's this kind of um, the, you are f- usually up to four uh, specialists who um, go around the world. You work for the, uh, the Center for Disease Control and you're trying to stop these four separate illnesses from taking over the, over, over the world. This sounds like it's got lower stakes, obviously. Um, you're trying to <laughs> uh, achieve various goals um, in the town to uh, prevent um, a corporation from taking over the valley and um, and taking the magic away from it. Um, uh, uh, in this case, you will be growing crops, you will be fishing, you will be mining, and you will be b- uh, building relationships with the various villagers um, to get all sorts of bonuses to, a, to with the end goal of, of of preventing that happening. And to do so, you're going to do um, like you, you're good. There are little kind of card mini games and tracks for fishing. The, the lake starts with trash in it, right? So every time you fail at fishing, you actually reel up a boot, and now the, tra- the, the lake has less trash in it. So you haven't, just, um, uh, you haven't just failed at something. You've done something with that action. You've, you've cleaned the lake a little bit. Um, you kind of, it, it feels like a, a nice little ecosystem. Every time you are moving between locations, it might feel like, "Hey, oh man, all I'm doing this turn is moving, right? I'm going to, I'm going from the farm to the to the mine or whatever." But along each individual path, there are cards that you can turn over and pick, and you can just find something on the way. Much like in the game of Stardew Valley, where you can just discover that like a little worm has, has wiggled its way up or whatever. Um, and there are seasons, and there are various bonuses from from the the time and time ticks along, and all that sort of thing. It feels like it is a. Um, it's gonna be. It's gonna be good. I think um, is is my assessment. The rules are all on PDF in PDF form um, uh, oh. online. Oh, so is this how? Is this where you got it from? Because I thought you've just gathered all this from a one-minute trailer, which I was so impressed. I was like, <laughs> what? like a quick look. Like, wow, you can understand there are seasons. <laughs> No, no. The uh, the rules are available uh, in PDF um, on the on the on the game uh, in in the shop actually, just na- near near the bottom where it says oh, you, what will have happened, right, Connor? Is mm-hmm. where it says shipping to US only. That's highlighted in green, mm-hmm. and just above it, it says check out the book, uh, check out the rule book. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what you'll have done is skip to that thing, and you'll have gone ah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah um there are yeah you you have to complete to win i love this you have to um complete four of grandpa's goals oh um and uh yeah i, I they, wonder they, if they, so stardew valley is obviously known for having its kind of romance options in the game so i wonder if there's an option to like create four characters and then just like just invade <laughs> the town as Lothario's, just trying to kind of romance everybody um and just the, the... <laughs> <laughs> there definitely is a an aspect that's that that is tied in um like uh, at the end of each season there is a special event and one of them is the spring dance at which nice. you can uh, you can dance with someone to uh to increase your your relationship with them um it, it looks cool and it looks like something that i would love to get a group of people together to play and just like you know on a rainy day mm-hmm 
Yeah, you can just spend your time like in like some sort of cafe where they do like really nice cheese toasties. Like that'd be great. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. that'd be nice. I'm expecting honestly when this comes out when this comes out in 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 Europe in any capacity, whether we sell it or whether whether or not you can get it um, shipped or whatever. I'm expecting to see people coming to play this because um, Mm -hmm. uh, it 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 looks amazing, Um, and I want to play it now, but I'm not allowed. Yeah. Um, if is there anything is there anything if if people wanted to play a Stardew Valley esque game or a game about kind of farming is there anything that they could they could they could play in the meantime? You are in luck, uh, <gasps> Connor, because uh, one if there's one thing that board game fans love, it is farming. <laughs> um, it's the the genre is um, is absolutely. Uh, massive it's it's so broad the farming genre i mean that um i was gonna say farming's so fun in real life right so why not <laughs> do it in board games there is something about there is something about um and this is going to get into a little bit of um uh kind of some some board game hobbyist talk but there are um two broad archetypes to board games all board games mm-hmm. um uh there are well, I would say maybe three. So there are your your classic, uh, what we call like abstract strategy games, right? That you can imagine chess and drafts and all that go into there, right? Then um, in modern modern board games, kind of generally fall into the the, the remaining two categories. That is um, uh, what are called uh, Euro Euro games, mm-hmm. and then there are um, what is sort of derisively referred to as by a kind of established fandom uh ameritrash um and uh i think i think generally people have 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 tried to take away the derisive tone to the word ameritrash i really love them um uh so you can imagine so um ameritrash games tend to be the games that are um very where winning isn't really the the be all and end all you tend to have very thematic games mm-hmm. um like betrayal at the house on the hill and uh all sorts of kind of games where you are you know either improvising or you're just having fun and you, like um you're you're just kind of there to to be in a space with people and the, the person who wins is kind of immaterial um uh that's that tends to be known as as ameritrash I'm still looking for a, a game, a, a, a title for that genre that doesn't involve, involve the word, word trash. Is that, I mean, um, do people use it unironically now? Is it like, no, this is genuinely this is an Ameri- Would an Ameritrash board game designer refer to their own game as Ameritrash and like just be fine with that? I think so. Yes, <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't like. I, I wouldn't be. Uh, wouldn't be surprised. It's like Grindhouse, right? Like it's just yeah. uh, some, at some point something becomes part of a. Uh, part of a genre name and you know you just sort of um you just sort of get there and that's that's the name of it but um the other side euro and this is where it really comes from is euro games are that like the german arm of board gaming and it Mm -hmm. it can be one that is tremendously overwhelming to to some people when they first start board gaming Mm -hmm. um it can be if you go into treehouse and you look at the, the shelves generally the ones that really look like you would never pick them up in a million years are the Euro ones. They're huge boxes with grumpy men on the front and they're frowning and they've got maybe, uh, maybe they've got a pitchfork or maybe they've got some kind of 
helmet on, um, but generally they're maybe they're holding a, a sheaf of wheat. Um, but um, <laughs> they they are at all times um, kind of uh, almost like a little bit dour, right? Mm-hmm. Well, um, those are the ones that chiefly concern farming because they have a. Um, it's weird. So the reason that Ameritrash is um, is so like accessible, right, is because it's almost like trash TV. It's like um, you're having fun. There's no extended buy-in. You don't have to sit there quietly for an hour or, or two. You can just jump in, jump out, have a great time, whatever, right? Um, Eurogames, you are you're going to sit there and you're going to sit there for like maybe maybe two hours on a rainy day with a bunch of friends, and you uh, and and you are going to build something that feels satisfying to make, mm-hmm. right? So at first you might, um, let's say you might uh, create like a little, a little patch of land where you uh, are rearing sheep. And mm-hmm. then you then might invest your next day's money in, in creating wheat. And then that wheat may, might pay out with some crops and some of that hay is going to go to feed the sheep. And then you start building a little a little farm that feeds itself, a little machine, um, and they tend to call them the uh, L- engine building elements. This is this is um, thrilling, Matt. I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm still with you. <laughs> <laughs> so the the thing with Eurogames is that they they tend to um, take a little while, mm-hmm. but they feel so good when you get them going. Yeah. When your little machine starts ticking over, and the one thing f- moves on to the next thing, and the next thing feeds the next thing, and they're always in- incredibly um, uh, kind of tightly made, tightly wound machines that really um, that kind of uh, make every mechanic feel like it matters and it has weight. Um, those are those are the ones where you're going to find um, things. So you're looking at games like uh, Agricola. You mm-hmm. are looking at games like Feast for Odin, um, which is a, a wonderful little game. Um, Connor, did you guys get Patchwork at any point? Patchwork? Yeah. I should have done, but I never did. Ah, okay. Um, uh, the uh, So, like, that was by the same guy anyway. Um, the Feast for Odin is this game where you're, like, you know, you get your Vikings, you go out raiding and you can you can go whaling and get whales and you can get all sorts of things. But you're trying to essentially fill up your island with um, all, all the stuff you get from um, from from going afield, going further afield. And, and it can feel really, really great to kind of tessellate in a te- in a Tetris style. Mm. Um, this sounds quite uh, similar, Matt. Jay, to your kind of mining ore earlier, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's what I've been trying to like mentally relate it to like throughout the chat. Like, really, I, I get this. I get this. <laughs> <laughs> it's med- it's meditative. It's cathartic, and very importantly, I guess you can't tell who's winning until the end of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, you build your engine, and you're kind of just apart from getting in each other's way, right? Um, you're sort of popping your your little dude out, and you're trying to uh, your little man. You'll put him on the little space that says, "I'm going to go and buy grain seeds." Um, and if someone's there already, you can't get that, right? You've got to change your plans for someone else. So other than that, that's about as competitive as it gets. You figure out how much money, how, like how much, how many victory points you have at the end, right? So no one, it's never apparent that hmm. someone's finished the game. They're really far ahead of you. And there's no way that you could possibly win. You find out at the end. So you're, like, you're able to focus on your own objectives, create your satisfying machine. You don't have to think, well, screw this game. I've, I've lost right mm-hmm. um it's you you get to have that meditative experience whether you're winning or losing 
So are you saying it's like it's more competitive than Ameritrash games in the, the fact that there is, you know, there is always a kind of a chance to win, but you're in less direct competition than Ameritrash yes. games. Which so Ameritrash games, you're not, you're not, you're not like actually who cares who wins. But if I can, you know, fuck you over, then that's part of the fun, right? Whereas with Euro games, yes. it's like right, let's let's actually try to build something, and you can't really do anyone over. In if you if you think about um, it, a little bit like Ameritrash as wrestling, right? Um, it doesn't really matter who wins, but the <laughs> rivalries are so, so big. They're, so, they're written so large, right? Everyone's shouting about how much they're going to get each other back. Um, and so you make these huge rivalries. Um, but it actually, in the end, it doesn't really matter who wins. Um, whereas, whereas with Euros, it's kind of like this long, long game where you will find out who wins at the end. But actually, at the time, all you're trying to do is do what you're doing the very best you can. I like that. This is an insight to board games that I did not have before now, and I've learned something. So even if today was a bit of a write-off for me, I feel good now. I love the fact. I love the fact that they just call uh, games Ameritrash, and they're happy with that. That's a thing. <laughs> I think you'll find dissent there. I'm, I'm, I don't. Okay, I don't, maybe not. Okay. I don't uh, speak for all board gamers <laughs> in this case, but um, I, I think from what I've from, from what I found, even great fans of uh, of Ameritrash games still call them Ameritrash. Amazing. Uh, so going back to kind of a, a game announcements we had this past week, obviously we, I mentioned earlier that we had a Nintendo Direct, we just just had a Pokemon Direct, and there was the, the PlayStation Direct or the state of play that happened um, last night. Um, did any? Did either of you watch them? Did you? Were, and if you did watch them, were you excited by them? Was there anything that jumped out? Uh, Jade, what do you what do, what, do, what do you think? Do you do you catch any of them? I'm super out the loop at the minute. Like yeah. I've I've just had work brain, so I've not really done apart from Valheim. I've not done much news digging or anything. So I might be useless to you on this one. To be fair, what? I know that Skyward Sword's coming back out July sixteenth. I know that much, but I don't know if that was last night's news or last <laughs> week or last year. <laughs> <laughs> well, Man. I think you kind of. Oh, I was going to say you kind of kind of hit the nail on the head there in that it was there were a lot of announcements, but like I don't think anything's been like you need to know, right? I think if oh, you okay. if you are if you are a fan of Skyward Sword, which you are, um, then like you know that's cool. I didn't actually know the date that when when that when that was released at all, but you know I think that's 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 kind of something to be aware of. But actually, like nothing really jumped out at me. I don't know what were your thoughts, Matt. Oh man, I have been super underwhelmed by all of it. Yeah, um, I'm gonna be honest with you. Like I I I've honestly tried to follow them, usually missing them on the night, but generally going back and sort of seeing what is what has been announced mm -hmm. honestly the biggest one for me was and it's gonna be it's gonna sound i mean i've just spoken to you about board games for the last like 15 minutes so it's not gonna surprise anyone that it's a big nerdy thing <laughs> um that I'm a, I'm a big nerd but honestly it was the production on the trailer for death loop in the uh, playstation um <laughs> extended game um that that really <laughs> that made me excited um if you haven't seen the trailer yet, um, it's got a full original song in it, which is done in the style of a Bond theme. Mm. And it is really good. Mm. It's a really good song. I've been, I've been singing it to myself. Um, and uh, the style where they shift seamlessly between um, like 3D uh, in-game, in-engine cutscenes to 2D animation is really good. Um, and uh, yeah, I just really enjoyed that because it's, it's one of the only games um, 
uh, I was talking to my, my partner Jenny um, uh, earlier, and she was saying that um, the, the only other game to uh, oh, what's it called? Uh, the only other game mm-hmm. to really nail the uh, the Bond intro style um, was a PS2 game called something like No One Lives uh, Forever. No One Lives Forever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> And um, yeah, that hasn't really, nothing's really nailed, nailed that very well. I mean, I think, you know, Team Fortress 2 did it a bit, but not great. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, uh, that was. Um, I mean, I think the Bond, was, yeah. the Bond games themselves probably did a few good Bond Bond theme tunes, like, you know, looking at your Golden Eyes or your your um, Agent Under Fire and your Night Fires, those kind of games. Um, but yeah, no, I think you're yeah. right. Death, Deathloop they has never, just got They a never style. really nailed that. They never really nailed that sort of like, in style like silhouetted people uh mm-hmm. sort of uh kind of becoming these abstract uh visuals i i just love that mm. Mm. I, th- I think you're right the most exciting thing i saw from it from was probably from the the, the playstation one uh last night that just announced that the final fantasy 7 soundtrack is on spotify the remake oh, yeah. Seven. i mentioned that earlier yeah, like that, that. That sounds. That sounds good. That's perfect for me. That's and that's out today as well. So you can just go go and listen, go and listen to that um, on Apple Music or Spotify or whatever you use. Um, <laughs> and they they announced like ten different Final Fantasy seven games. And obviously, a big Final Fantasy fan, but I was kind of like, yeah, sure, it's fine, it's all right. Oh know. yeah, they did a battle royale, didn't they? It's like yeah, there's a, yeah, there's a Final <laughs> Fantasy battle royale. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely bonkers absolutely bonkers um but yeah i think I'm, and i'm not sure whether it's because just these kind of announcements weren't that exciting because obviously the pokemon announcement earlier today was actually you know there were some genuinely kind of really interesting stuff that i think the pokemon series is going to do like they've got a, a zelda breath of the wild style pokemon game you know with like you actually have to run around and throw balls at pokemon to try and catch them that sounds a genuinely interesting way to take pokemon but i don't know if it's just the full moon or if it's just the fact that it's day 51 of lockdown three and coming up to day 365 of this whole situation that is just burning me out on a lot of it and you know it's just still feeling like how really important is this stuff in the grand scheme of things i guess um maybe maybe that's what's happening like uh like perspectives are all being like thrown off a bit where Mm. stuff that would excite us before because we've not got the same amount of playtime Mm. Or we do, but we do, we can't like categorize it in the same way. Maybe we're kind of going, cool, yeah, great. Mm. Don't know. Absolutely. I have really? a couple of questions. Yeah. I have a couple of questions, and I need I need people's you know I need I need just people who know what's happening. I need their. Uh, <laughs> well, their, you ain't going to find none of that here. <laughs> <Not> me, <then. laughs> um, is the next FIFA game actually called FIFA Number One? No, because in the what? chat, in the chat, people are saying FIFA zero one, and I'm like, what, what, what's oh, going yeah. on? There? Are they not saying the message above? A quick Google search says uh, two PS one games had scratch and sniff, and then he listed which PS two games that related. Oh, uh, I see. Yeah. I thought they'd re- announced a new FIFA, and I was like, hey, wait, FIFA, FIFA. Do you know what I'm looking for? I would love. I would play a FIFA game that that only did '90s football. <laughs> the last time I want FIFA 98. 
Is it? Uh, give me FIFA 98, but a reboot. I want to, I want it remade like Final Fantasy 7. Didn't they do that with like wrestling? Didn't they have like a wrestling All Stars, which was just like the late 80s, early 90s kind of All Star game? Like you either play Hulk Hogan or Steve Austin. Like that's all you play as. Um, That'd be pretty great. But oh, yeah, that for FIFA, where Alan Shearer is suddenly back for some reason. Yeah, I like that. Although they do, I think it was David Beckham's in the in the newest FIFA game, isn't he? Um, so maybe I don't think that's far off. They might they might take your idea there. They might steal your idea. Try and trademark it. Um, <laughs> Uh, Dave, hello, I am Dave87. Actually, put in the chat. Actually, going back a little bit, um, talking about James Bond themes and stuff. He put the Snake Eater song in MGS3 in Metal Gear Solid 3. Was Metal Gear Solid 3 was very much a James Bond kind of thing. Yeah. So maybe, maybe that was another another example of a of a good James Bond game that wasn't James Bond. But I only played one bit of Snake Eater, and that was chasing monkeys around a little enclosure. <laughs> the, the monkeys the monkeys from what was the what was the game it was crossing over with ape escape yeah, yeah. that's all i did that's all for some reason that's all i was allowed to do at the time was chase <laughs> monkeys around in ape escape <laughs> i don't think i got the full experience of that game um, news if anyone's interested say again i've got some good news if anyone's interested yes yeah. please well um it looks like for my 30th birthday this year which is in june it looks like we're going to be at least free to party in the garden <gasps> amazing that's, that's, that really cheered me up because yeah. obviously i'm old as bleep now and my in my head like two years ago i was gonna vegas um <laughs> but the garden's fine <laughs> <laughs> i love that <laughs> uh, i'm just really happy yeah. i just i just came to my head and i was like because um did, Matt, you said 23 years or something earlier, and I was like, uh, say. I'm, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm the same. I'm in the same boat, Jade. I'm three months behind you. I'm, um, I'm, I'm already 30, so. Yeah, like... I know, I know <laughs> but it just reminded me. I was like. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, it's yeah. You had lofty goals. You had lofty goals for it, and, and like the. Um, the the my my lofty goals for my thirtieth had been like I don't know maybe I'll have a party maybe not I don't I don't care much but to go from Vegas to Garden that that does feel like oh sorry to go from Vegas to lockdown that mm. was that must have been like a real hit but so so to get to Garden I, like feels like a you you are I'm, I'm clawing your way up yeah, like, yeah that's that's a good that's some good shit. I know this is really awful, but like my friends had planned their wedding for the weekend of my thirtieth as well, and I was just like, <laughs> "I'm I'm gonna, t yes, I'm only I'm gonna really... turn th thirty once, but sometimes <laughs> get married six, seven yeah, times. Relationships <laughs> don't always work out, so I'll let you know. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Like, I didn't want to be that guy, but also, you do get to get married again if mm. you want to. <laughs> I don't get to do thirty again. You get to pick but your date now. You can't pick your date when you're when you're thirtieth. Like you have to, you exactly. stuck with it. Yeah. Piss, piss off my birthday. Do it another time. <laughs> I, I I love Leah's suggestion in the chat that we should make a mini garden Vegas. Maybe we could do we could get in every game that has like uh gam is is the closest to gambling in loot boxes, mm -hmm. um, and we'll just set them all oh, up in the garden. Yeah, you're on that. Connor will find a job for you, but obviously you've seen the garden here. It's it's massive, so yeah, I'll employ you all. And we can have Garden Vegas. I bought Solo Barbecue last summer that is not even constructed yet. That was three hundred quid down this one. 
I, I, I know how to shuffle cards in funny ways, so I'm happy to be uh, some sort of shuffler. You know, and they, 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 surely that's a job in Vegas, right? Does someone shuffle cards? Or do they just use machines? Yeah. I think they just there use a machine. They, they do. The yeah, croupiers used to shuffle cards. Mm. I think now they use machines yeah. because... Um, oh God, the robots are taking over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, they, uh, like, it stops card counting, doesn't it? If they get halfway through a, uh, a pack and then they just chuck it in a machine and it shuffles it all again. Um. But yeah, I think I think what we do to get around the illegal backyard gambling stuff is we just we just make it loot boxes. You just see if you can get some good Overwatch skins or whatever. And then we can, uh, we can yeah. even do, you can even do something like pass the parcel, right? Loot box, pass the yeah. parcel. Um, if the music <laughs> yes. stops on you, you have to pay to unwrap. And maybe there's a present <laughs> underneath. Maybe there isn't. Who knows? Yeah, you get you get you get a load of gray and gray and common and uncommon items, <laughs> which are all just bits of metal that were just just uh, loose screws from IKEA that we didn't use yet. Make happy, lads. Just as long as you turn up. I'm so I'm so sorry, Jade. We've already downgraded uh, an, a, a mini garden Vegas to pass the parcel with pieces of metal. Um, <laughs> mind that. I'm not I'm not one for judging. So if you want to do that, that's sound. You can have your own little part of the garden, and we'll we'll have some drinks the other side. I think if you come over, but you gotta ask first. <laughs> I'm just I'm just providing my I'm just providing my experience of loot boxes thus far. Is as usually you get crafting materials. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> so just bits of IKEA that don't necessarily go together would be pretty nice. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I I love that. I think that sounds absolutely fantastic. That is another. That's going to be a great milestone um, for just you okay. know thinking about it's normal. So I really like that, um, and I love that you kind of yeah we're able to celebrate your thirtieth. Well, if, if 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 when we do that in in June when we do that. Um, Awesome. Um, other kind of last thing I wanted to kind of discuss is um, we started a thing and I think we should at least kind of um, well, hopefully we can kind of continue on with it. Um, so we started the, the, the Sheffield Game Club last week when we talked about Monty Mole um, and because we wanted to figure out a way that we could rank the best Sheffield games when we haven't actually played them um, and we need to figure out a way to do that. And I was thinking um, the next podcast, when that, whenever that may be, that we should play another Sheffield game. But does anybody have any votes as to what they would like that game to be? Um, do we want, do I want, do, shall I go through the list of, because if, we, uh, Matt, you were talking earlier about uh, Alan Shearer in football games. We could vote yeah. for the actual soccer series, um, which was a PlayStation yeah, 1 we series. Could, we definitely could do that. What <laughs> We could also throw ourselves down a big hill. You wanted, uh, yeah. you just said you wanted a '90s style football game. I've just offered one. I, on your I, I just want the gaming space to kind of slightly waste its time on um, on, on on remaking, of doing a full remake of of nineteen ninety eight soccer for no reason whatsoever. Just to, just so I can pretend I live in the '90s, but with with good graphics. Uh, that's all I want. Um, <laughs> but it's only a, it's only a small thing to ask um but yeah um i that's that is something we could do we could do the actual soccer series didn't we say was it did mashed was mashed in the in made in sheffield did we decide i don't think it was no uh, i'm not sure mashed is on the list i'm afraid great game I'm it would sure. be top it would be you know top three for me if it was in there but um, yeah, but that and wrecked was wrecked the sequel. Um, that was the sequel, yep. Yeah, great games. But sadly, I'm um, not. We should, we should, we should come with up with a a comprehensive list, shouldn't we? Really, 
Um, but yeah. uh, I mean, Zool, Zool was uh, a gremlin one, right? Zool that is was a an fairly, option. That was fairly popular. Still on the specy though, right? Now that that wouldn't be, provide us with much variance. Zool was actually slightly slightly newer. Um, it's kind of I think it was early nineties, ninety four. I think Zool was. So it's actually available on the Master System and even the Mega Drive and even the SNES. So you've got a SNES option to play with there. It's not a bad, not 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 a bad version. Still got one of those. That you may, yeah, maybe you can find yourself a copy. We do have actually we play it on the SNES when we have it in the in the in the museum as a, as part of our Maiden Sheffield bundle. Hmm. Zool's an option as a platformer. Um, Jade, we did mention that um, I think one of one of your one of your favourites, Wacky Races, is up there. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, that's a good point. No, any thoughts? Yeah, would you would would do you think do you think yes. Wacky Races in the running? Yes, okay. <laughs> oh, we already know it's a banger as well because we've seen you play it on on stream. Oh, it's so. so good, especially when it doesn't work properly and the guy like remixes it all. That's the best thing. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, when your your actual actual PS was it a PlayStation One? Um, Dreamcast. I'm not sure. Is it dream, can... dream, yeah, when your actual legit Dreamcast starts the the uh, um, definite real um, disc starts to, uh, to yeah to play up. That's that's yeah. right. But uh, you do get in on the real Dreamcast on your little VM. You do get your whatever character you are on the little screen, which is very cute. Nice. And they're always doing something nice, like the. Um, the gruesome twosome in the creepy coop, my favourite pairing. Uh, they just like float around. Uh, yeah, I like it. It's good. Let's play it. Maybe. Cool. It's it's it's, yeah. it's one of the it's one of the, one of the options. Uh, someone did ask actually in the comments earlier. I don't know if they're still still in the stream, but someone asked uh, what our thoughts were on emulation in regards to video game preservation. And uh, as someone who works relatively closely with video game preservation, I think emulation is great. And more of it, please. I think it's 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 the best way to save the software uh, whilst the hardware slowly degrades. But yeah, um, so okay, so we've got two options. We've got Zool up there. We've got Wacky Races. I think I I might pick a third option, and then we'll throw them all in a poll, and we'll see what happens. I would do a poll on Twitch chat, but we've tried that like three or four times. Uh, last time, most infamously with celebrations, and it never ever worked. Um, so my option to throw in the list is I don't even know. Actual soccer, we're doing it. Alan Shearer's actual soccer ain't gonna win. Um, we, 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 that's gonna be an option as well. Um, but uh, but yeah. cool. Oh no, oh no, I'm really sorry, Jade. I think you might have uh, Nightbot might have just banned you. I did. Our, I, tried, I, typed, I typed too hard, and Nightbot came down on me. <laughs> I was just, I was just sort of living there, mortified, just like Nightbot. What are you doing? You. You don't know who I am. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that is really awkward. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. Okay, okay. So uh, I don't know. We'll 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 probably just do wacky races, right? Because it's a fun game. We know it's banger, so we can chat about that or 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 or, or Zool. Um, We'll decide when the next one comes along, or keep an eye on our Twitter at Sheffield Gaming to see if we kind of run a poll on there or uh, what we're going to play and various thoughts on it. Otherwise, I think we'll finish up. It's 8 p.m. So, uh, Jade, if people kind of want to find you elsewhere on the internet, where, where, where can they do so? If you want to 
find me on Twitter, which, by the way, I heard was going to cost money soon. Let's not get into that right now. Super um, subs. Can... Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I know. Yeah. And it, no, so, uh, that was, I shouldn't have been, I, I dropped a little, a little bit of bait there. Where I didn't know. <laughs> um, you can find me on Twitter at the Knox Bear. You can find me at twitch.tv slash Knox Bear. Um, and also, if you go to emberapp.gg, uh, we're not fully up there with the updates yet, but things are progressing and soon you'll be able to make an account. But for the meantime, if you could please join the Discord server, uh, you'll be kept in the loop. Um, that's a social uh, media website for gamers. I should tell you what it is <laughs> as well. Ace, and Matt, where Matt's can people find you? Well, easiest place to get in touch with me is at MattSpeaksWords on Twitter. Um, uh, of course, as always, I'm here to make sure that you are aware that the Tree Board Game Cafe is not uh, open as cafe, but is open as a shop for all your uh, really well-selected and curated beers and snacks and, of course, board games. Um, so if you uh, go over to treehousechefield.com, please go over there and just you can order for delivery and you'll get board games delivered to you um you can get them delivered further afield than sheffield but um the like we personally deliver them um mm. uh, in in sheffield so um head over mm. there uh then of course if you want to hear more from me and goodness knows why you would after i spent 20 minutes of your time uh, explaining what what ameritrash was i um, love that more of that <laughs> um i am uh i do a podcast called Life's a Pitch Podcast. We uh, pitch movies that will never get made based on titles from our audience, which could indeed include you. If you go over to at Life's a Pitch Show on Twitter, you can give us titles. Uh, we are asking this week for uh, political drama titles that would ne never get made. Um, uh, oh, if you go over there, you can also go and uh, look at the absolutely buck wild poster for the movie uh, Election from 1999. Um, it, that should never have been a poster. What, a real-life um, poster? Okay, I've got to search this It's down. a real-life poster that they made, and it should just never, never have been made. Um, the, the movie itself is a little weird, but um, apparently people like it. Either way, it's, an, it's a political drama movie. It was a political comedy, but um, it's a political drama movie we're looking for. We want you to give us titles of movies that would never get made in that genre, and we will pitch them on the show um, with all the plot points and casting that they're in. And we'll probably make a poster a little bit like that that you can see. That's bonkers. That, this is the same year that Alien 4, Alien Resurrection, was released. Surely they knew. Like, Was it releasing at the same time and they wanted to make a, an homage to it? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Right? Matthew, Matthew Broderick's face coming out of uh, out of her mouth, yeah. That was bonkers. Yeah. That was absolutely weird. A crazy uh, <laughs> poster. Um, Ace, awesome. Thank you both. And if you want to catch up with me, obviously you've got at uh, Chrono Cleon um, on Twitter and uh, anything to do with the National Video Game Museum. Um, yeah. Otherwise, thank you all and we shall see you next time. Bye.